Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, folks? And thanks for joining me for another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. Um, I am Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, your host and guide for this season. I haven't said that line in a while. And alongside me today, I got Hunter D. Roosevelt. How are you doing tonight? How are you doing today, Hunter? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm in a good mood. Just got back from a hunt, so it's hard to complain. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you're sending me some Marcos while I'm sitting at work and, you know, making me a little jealous with a pile of some pretty cool divers sitting on a log. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a good morning. We had a good morning. Got to get one of my buddies girlfriends on her first on her first divers so it was a good morning nice nice did you what'd you guys in with uh we ended up with five cans so uh, nice five, five canvas backs three drakes and two hens so okay when i saw it in the log i mean the video was a little little bit away i thought maybe there was some other ducks in there but it was must have been some hens or yeah yeah there was a hen right on the end that was close okay but yeah it was uh hens and then like i said two can or three drakes and the drakes were all really nice so Awesome. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, I saw you're hunting on the bank. And uh, I mean, normally when you tell me about it, you're hunting, you know, you're hunting out of one of those UFO layout blinds. So how, how are you getting them on the, the shoreline? So how it ends up working out here is that they feed in the center of the, uh, the pool first. And then they actually, as they eat the food out, they come closer and closer to the shorelines. And right now they've eaten out the food source out in the center. So they're coming closer and closer to the shorelines. And you hunt them the same way, just uh, they don't like to land looking at the shore. So even at the last minute, even if they're turning into the wind, they'll turn and look out into the open water, which is just kind of a, a weird thing, but that's uh, what they do. Nice. That's pretty cool. That's definitely yeah. cool. Yeah. So is uh, your plan going to be like to hunt them from the shore for the rest of the season, or are you going back to those layout blinds? No. So tomorrow we have a plan to hunt out of a layout blinds. We, uh, we actually kind of had a little bit of a cluster this morning. We got to the landing late. Uh, my buddy's girlfriend actually drove in from out of town, did like a 14 hour drive overnight to be here. So we got in a little bit later. We actually didn't get to the boat landing until at shooting time. And then my motor was only running on one cylinder, uh, as a bad, bad spark plug in it. So we were going to hunt from a layout boat today, but like with the motor not running right, we're like, all right, let's just hunt from the shoreline. We have a spot we can wade decoys in and all that kind of stuff. So we're like, we'll just hunt from the shoreline. It'll be way better with the boat not running the best. So we ended up hunting from the shoreline today, but tomorrow we scouted out. We got a spot where I hope it'll be killer with the layout boats. Nice. Now, do you have a preference? Like, do you enjoy hunting out of a layout more than you do on the shore? Because I know for myself, like as far as like enjoyability of the hunt, like, I don't know. I, I get tired of, of laying, even like field, like field goose hunting. I'm this way. Like I'd rather hunt out of a frame cause you can like stand up and walk around. You're kind of confined to that UFO or mm-hmm. even in your layout blind, you know, it feels more confining. So I prefer when I can um, to hunt from the shore, but I know it's a little different. Or, or hunt stand, being able to stand up, uh, I know it's a little different, you know, with your diver hunts. Yeah, um, I I don't know the the trade off of the diver hunting out of a layout boat is that like you can get them just way in your face, like they'll just come right into it if the conditions are right. Sometimes they don't, but like if the conditions are right, they'll just come right in, and it's awesome. And what we do with the layout boat hunting is we actually switch in and out. 
So we'll sometimes we'll have a spot on a shoreline that will actually have people like waiting to go into layout boats or you're in like the tender boat. So you get to move around. You're only in the layout boat for about an hour at a time and you just get a flip out and you kind of get that. You don't get that confined feeling as much, I don't think. And as soon as you do start like getting restless, you'll just hit the radio and say, hey, I'm ready to come out for a little bit. And you just switch out for somebody else. But with that being said, I think the enjoyment of the hunts is better when we're from the shoreline because you get a like you get more room to do everything. And like today we were actually sitting co- pretty cool on a bank line. We had like a bench set up with some uh, driftwood that was sitting there. So we were just sitting on a bench behind some brush, just sitting along the bank. So it was a good day. Nice. Watching the cans come right in. Oh man. It was, I, I don't want to put numbers on it, but there was a lot of birds that worked the spread today and our five birds, we actually shot all five, like on the water, not feet down coming in. They were, they were all swatted off the water which I know some people don't like, but that's the <laughs> ultimate, uh, that's the ultimate finish in my book. And we were trying to get, like I said, my buddy's girlfriend to get her first, her first bulls. So we were being very selective and it actually shot the hens first right away in the morning after we got set up with the light was like backlit from the sun behind it. So it was kind of right. hard to pick them out. So yeah, that's how we ended up with those. Nice. Well, so like what, what distance are they? Cause you said they don't finish as well on the shore. Like are they oh. landing at like 30 yards? No, I mean, they're less than 20 where we were today. They were coming in less than 20. We were getting like passing shots where we could have shot a lot of birds if we were willing to take the passing shots at 30, 25, 30 yards. That's where they'd like give us a swing before they would come in. But yeah, it's, I mean, on the water, less than 20 yards. Nice. Nice. Man, I got to tell you a little bit about my season. We've, we've talked about it on Marco here and there, but like, man, this is, this November has been probably like the worst November I think I've ever had. So um, I've had like a, you know, a decent amount of like first light shoot a handful of wood ducks or like shoot like a mallard, you know, or like, it's just, I'm not putting together like real good solid hunts where it's like, especially with like for the video content, like if you just have two wood ducks come in, you know, at first light and that, and that's it, right. That's the mm-hmm. end of the hunt. You kill two wood ducks. So you're like still killing ducks. And then I've had definitely had a handful of, of skunks too. So it's like, man, for the video content side of stuff, um, it's been a very, probably the worst November than I can remember. You know, um, it is an El Nino, um, El Nino <laughs> winter, which is not helping. Um, but you know, it does seem like, it does seem like the ducks, um, are starting to show up a little bit. So I'm, I'm holding out faith, but man, the last hunt I went on, um, it just, this is, this is how the season feels. It just feels like, the birds are like so stale. They'll look at your spread and they just won't finish. You know, we didn't see a lot of uh, ducks. Like the last, the last hunt I was on, um, didn't see a lot, but like enough where they're trickling in. You have a pair here, a solo here, you have a five pack, you know, and pretty much, you know, all morning it was like, I saw like 15 ducks, but if you have 15 ducks and half of them are solos, like you're expecting to finish some of those. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tried, I tried switching up my spread. Um, I ran 16 of the FA honkers. I uh, had the motion ducks with four ducks on there, um, three mallards and one black duck. Uh, you know, so it, it, it seemed like a decent spread to get the job done. It was, you know, not windy, and maybe that was part of it. Um, the motion ducks was putting ripples, I feel like, through most of the spread. But regardless, it was like birds coming in. They'd look at you, and they'd kind of just peel off at like 100 yards, 100 yards plus, and then they they weren't flaring because they'd go land somewhere else. It was like a big cove, maybe 300 yards wide. Um, 
and I just couldn't finish it, man. And that's just how my season's been feeling. Just like, uh, oh man, yeah, it's just it's a been... disappointment. Just a disappointment. Like you get so excited, you hear the, you hear the mallet, you're like, this is gonna be the one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's been a season, but um, you know, hopefully we got some new birds in. I'm gonna crank it hard. Oh, I do got to remind you guys. I'm doing the the 12 days of Christmas. Hopefully, I get enough videos to finish that. I got to get some hunts here to finish out my list of videos to get the 12 days of Christmas. But uh, doing giveaways every week. This week it's FA and the waterfowl backpack. Next week I'm going to be giving away a motion duck spreader. The week after that, giving away a Weatherby Element shotgun. So um, you got to get on there. You got to like. You got to comment. You got to subscribe to the YouTube channel. At the end of each week, I'll take all the all the all those people that have done that and draw from them. And if you already subscribed, it's not like you have to resubscribe. Obviously, you know you're just you're already in for that. So, but I'll draw from that, and we'll have a winner every week. So definitely, if you're not on the YouTube channel, you know here's your here's your kick in the butt to get over there. But yeah, um, yeah. let's go ahead get a quick word from our partners today. We're doing how to be a good duck hunting buddy. That's what that's what the main meat of the podcast is going to be. So that's what we're going to do. But um, let's get a quick word from the partners, and we'll jump right into it. So first off, I'd like to give a big thanks to Final Approach. Guys, Final Approach is the one-stop shop for the duck hunter. Um, they got everything you need. They got blinds. They got silhouettes. They got decoys. They got camo. They got waders. Um, in the in the two years I've been working with them, man, they keep coming out with better uh, improvements on everything. From the waders, they got the full zip wader, the Branta um, FA waders. Awesome. Love them. They got... Uh, new decoys are coming out with new carves, new uh, designs on all that. It's, it's just great. So anything you guys need, go over there. It's a perfect time for Christmas gifts for yourself, for someone else. Um, if you don't win the Waterfowl Backpack on the YouTube channel, man, buy yourself one. Um, you can use code DUCKGUN over there. Um, I get a kickback from that. You guys get a discount, so we all win. Uh, also, like to give a big thanks to OnX. Guys, OnX is... Um, an awesome tool for the duck hunter right there in the palm of your hand on your phone when you're driving around you got the tax addresses you can look up um, you can figure out where um, where you need to go to knock on that door to get permission find that loaded field um, they're coming out with new tools as well with like the recent imagery I've been using that this year it's awesome um, it's a way to scout without having to put your boots on the ground when you can't you know obviously it's better just to get there but when you can't um, you can use Onyx. So check those guys out, out there. You won't regret it. Um, check out Motion Ducks. Motion Ducks, the jerk rig on steroids. I've been using it on all the no-win days. It helps you with those wary birds. Um, and it's it's just the best tool for the job. You can use a, a traditional jerk rig, but the Motion Ducks is just like a step up from that, whether you're using like the single or the ultimate. And I've actually been running like two on one um, jerker this year quite a bit and been loving it and it's just it's just the best tool for the job on those no win days uh, use code duckgun 10 over there and go to motionducks.com slash duckgun and you'll get your best discount with those two things combined um, also like to give a big thanks to weatherby weatherby making some awesome waterfowl shotguns they got the side by side they got the element which i'm giving away in a couple weeks um, and they got the um 18i so they have some great options for the duck hunter. They've long been known as um, some of the best rifles in the business, and I, I don't think it'll be too long, and they'll be known as some of the best shotguns as well. 
Alrighty, let's go ahead and jump on into the main meat of the podcast. We got how to be a good duck hunting buddy. Yep. Or how and, ways to not be a bad duck hunting buddy. <laughs> or ways to either yeah, you're right. Or ways not to be a bad duck hunting buddy. It's 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 crazy. I feel like being like having duck hunting partners that you can count on, that you can rely on, that you get along with, that are on like the same level of intensity as you is like, I mean, it's hard to come by, you know? Um, and I got a lot of people I duck hunt with, but it's hard to find those people who can be, I mean, it's almost like a brotherhood when you have people that, that, uh, are on the same page as you all the way across the board. Um, and it's, it's tough to find those relationships. It's tough to keep those relationships. It's tough to find like, you know, I feel like I, I always find like uh, duck hunting guys, and they come in like pairs, right? Where they they are the duck hunting buddies, you know. So here's your list <laughs> of how to be one of those good duck hunting buddies. Yeah, get get in the inner circle. Yeah, get so, and and stay there. That's more important. And stay to stay there. in there. Don't fall from from the graces. So yep. Hunter, we'll let you go first. All right. So the first one, and I think this is one of the more important ones, is that if you say you're going to be somewhere be on time or be 15 minutes early. Like if you, I'm telling you to meet me at the spot at a certain time and you're not there at that time and you're like invited on a hunt, I'm leaving you, man. Like you're, you're behind. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And I think a lot of people are the same way, especially on public ground when you're trying to compete for spots and stuff like that. You got you to gotta be there. Dude, you wouldn't leave me, would you? I'd probably leave you. I'd probably leave you just for the joke. <laughs> just for the just for the meme. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've been late before. Have you ever been late? No, I've never been late to a hunt. Never been late? Have no. you ever slept through your alarm and didn't show up at all? No. No. I've done that twice, and it's uh, it's probably the worst. <laughs> Do a lot of That's... apologies after that one. Oh, yeah. So, like, uh, one of them was with, with uh, the Kevins, and this is probably the worst one. And, uh, like, I like again, I had never been late, never been, um, or, you know, I might have been late. I shouldn't say. I've, I never had, like, just completely just ghosted them not showed up whatever you want to call it um the only time i'm late is if like i have to like take a dump and i'm like midway i'm like i gotta stop i'm texting you sorry mm-hmm. like whatever like i it's either this or i'm pooping my pants so um <laughs> but anyways on this day it was like like five or six days hunting in a row just worn down mid-season and um i just i turned off my alarm in my sleep or I don't even know how I had my alarm set. I slept through it. I'm pretty sure I just turned it off in my sleep and I set like three alarms. So that's how tired I never woke up. And, uh, I don't remember being awake is what I should say. Cause obviously it was somewhat awake if I turned off my alarm. Um, but anyways, next thing I know I wake up and, um, you know, it's like Don Hayes coming through. The I'm like, no. <laughs> and like the thing was we'd had like talked about like our duck hunting plan Mm-hmm. and like what we were going to do. And I had like convinced them so hard that we were going to do this specific thing. We were going to use like my bow and like all that, you know, like, <laughs> and like, it wasn't worst. what they, it wasn't their first option. And then I no showed, you know what I mean? Like it was the worst possible day to oversleep. It wasn't like, Oh yeah, just show up. We have all the gear and you just like come, you know, mm-hmm. no, it was like, I convinced them to do something different at one of their spots and, uh, you know, everybody was on board with it. Okay. Yeah, that could work. That could be a good idea. Um, and it was like, it was like using the boat blind. Um, yeah. So anyways, yeah, they're yeah. like, they thought I died or something and crashed because like they called and texted nothing. 
they're worried that I just died. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds like worst case scenario. And like you said, with the, you got to stop and go to the bathroom or something. You just, you got to send a text. You got to call. You got to let somebody right, know right. that like you're running a little bit late. Cause like, oh yeah, just don't show understanding, up. But no show. Right. Mm. Yeah. Communication's huge. And I'm, I'm on, I'm on board with that. Like I'll, I'll, I mean, I tell people all the time, like when I'm, when we're doing something, it's like, I'm texting like ETA this and that. And like, you know, some people just like, oh, I'm late, whatever. And mm-hmm. like you're just like, are you coming? Like, <laughs> and nothing. Yep. I got a buddy who's like notorious for being like that. Just that's just how he lives. Like, we'd play, we played uh, slow pitch softball. He'd like show up and like be like honking his horn and all excited. And he's like, we're like top, we're like bottom of like the first inning. You know, like <laughs> it's like what the heck, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So next, it's me. Um, this one is, I think the cardinal sin um and it's don't be a a spot stealer so um if there's anything that's ever made like me upset or i got buddies that i know that have been super upset to the point where like um i mean it's ended like friendships completely like just completely cut off like you know it's it's hard you know we work hard for spots um we work hard to learn spots and you know over time you hunt it and figure it out and know like this is what you do and that um so like don't you know don't be a spot stealer don't if someone takes you somewhere whether it's private or public and i've had actually both happen you know i've had private spots where it's mine and someone someone goes and and uh uh re-ups the permission for themselves Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, that's, um, that's just as bad as public. Either one's pretty bad or public spots. And you take someone there and they don't have that same, um, line of thinking where it comes like to the ethics of public land and, and what is, uh, the right way to do it. So, I, and I guess I should probably hash over, um, my opinion on the public land, um, spots. So like some people will be like, Hey, it's public land, public land's public land. Like you can't tell me that I can't go back there. Well, yeah, I can't tell you that. Like, I, I can't tell you that you can't go back there legally. Like I can't like sue you or, or take you to court. Um, you know, there's other things we could do, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I promise you, if that's your line of thinking, I won't take you to any of my public land spots. So like yeah. one, it's on you as a person to like talk, talk with a person about that. Um, ahead of time and let them know what your expectations are. It can be awkward, especially like if, uh, you know, just some people might not be confrontational, but mm-hmm. if it's going to make you upset, you should probably talk, talk to them and say, Hey, this is how I feel about public land. Like you need to agree to this before you're coming with me. And if you don't, then you're not my duck hunting buddy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like when I've like met new duck hunting buddies, you always take them to B and C tier spots. Right. And that's see right. if they see if they go back, see if they talk about it, see if you hear about it from other people, and then kind of feel it out a little bit from there. So right. that's usually the yeah, and that goes back to we did talk about that a little bit on like the Iowa till mm-hmm. you know season. Like, hey, just like be discreet. Like, don't share the locations. Be careful how you post pictures on social media, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, even yeah, and give give credit where credits due. If you're going to post like a, a picture on social media, don't be like, this is my hunt. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. All right. So I guess it's my turn for the next one then. Right. All right. So, uh, my next one is like when to slash when not to invite more buddies onto a hunt. So like if Jordan invites me onto a hunt, he's inviting me, he's not inviting all of my friends. 
And it's okay to ask, hey, you know, I got a buddy that wants to go. Can he go? But you got to be respectful when it's like, no, he can't. If, if that's the answer, you got to be respectful of it. Right, right. I was called, there's certain people who you know, it's how I talked about like where it's like they're duck hunting buddies. Mm-hmm. They always have a plus one. And sometimes that can be annoying because like, it's like, sure, yeah, we could hunt four people. But like for me, three people or two people is what I want. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I want two or three people. That's that's how I enjoy to hunt. Um, and it's like, can I take a fourth person? Probably. Does it, you know. Yeah. Does it kind of feel a little, ugh. You know, sometimes it does. And, and and then it can take joy away from inviting that person. So, yep. um, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a tough one. Uh, I've definitely been there too where like, hey, can I, you know, can I bring a person, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like you said, you got to know when it's okay, like field hunts is a lot easier than like, Hey, we're going to go hide in the cattails or something. Well, Cause every person you add or every little thing is birds flared. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, in a field, double a frames, 200 silhouette, you know, whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, it's a big difference between that and, and like a small water hunt. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like uh two, I mean, you gotta be okay. Like if I get invited on a hunt and I'm like, I already have a hunt set up with a different buddy and they're like, Hey man, no, you can't come then it's all right to bail on to like be like all right well i'm not going to go with you guys tomorrow i'll right. hunt with this other guy you know like most people won't have hard feelings about that now if you say you're going to show up you got to be there but right yeah definitely definitely be yeah just be communicate right yeah, communication <laughs> communicate. back to that yep. right right so and and i'll kind of add to it a little bit like um it's all it's a smart idea too to get a few hunts in with like especially like a new group before you start saying hey can this guy like don't be like oh this is the first time i'm invited you know also can like another guy come with me mm-hmm. you know that that can you, know, you just gotta you just gotta feel it out you gotta build that rapport and trust and and uh you know don't just kind of jump into it you know yep i said you know a lot but yeah no. all right next thing is um when you get on a really good hunt with somebody uh, do your best to pay it back, you know, invite, invite back when you have the option. Don't just like jump to somebody else's group when you don't have birds, then you find birds and like, they're not invited back. So it's like, it's uh you know, it's a tough one. We all have hunting groups. We have people we want to hunt with, but like to be a good buddy and get that invite back. I mean, you're probably going to need it at some point. So, um, do your best to, to be a good partner. And one example of that is like in North Dakota, we had, um, a spot that was scouted by another group and um, they ended up teaming up with them with, with us or then I should say we ended up teaming up with them. They had the spot first um, and yeah, we got, we got combined on the hunt. So then the next day when I'm scouting and I found like this awesome spot where the ducks were just dumping into this pothole in the corn, you know, first thing we did was invite those guys back and we shot, you know, six man limits back to back days. So um, you know, it's, it's cool to, to be able to, um, invite somebody back. I, I definitely could have been like, Oh, Hey, um, let's only have four people. And honestly, I, you know, as far as like group size goes, that's what I prefer. I prefer to hunt four people, but I, I did feel like, um, it was the right thing to do. Like we could have hunted six people. And like, if I just would have took that field hunt from them and had an awesome hunt and they struggled to find birds and, and, you know, I would have, I kind of would have felt bad. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely, definitely a fan of paying it back yeah yeah definitely paying it back i i agree with that 100 percent. you want me to go on to my next one then oh yeah all right so next guy here is uh like contribute something 
So whether you're the decoy guy because you have the field spread or you're the decoy guy because you have the float air spread, you got the boat, you got the dog. And if you don't have anything else and you're just showing up on someone else's hunt, you will never go bad bringing food. No one will ever fault you for bringing food on a hunt. Right. You know, you, right. You Definitely agree. <clears throat> yep. It's like, uh, you know, when we're holding the spot in Iowa and your dad brings Casey's pizza, right? Yep. Prime example, solid, you know, every, nobody's going to be upset about that. Right. No. Um, you know, sometimes on our field hunts, a guy runs to McDonald's and buys like the dollar fifty sausage McMuffins or whatever they're called, you know, yep. it can be, it can be something simple and it's not going to break the bank. You buy like, you know, 12 to $15 worth of McDonald's. Is that worth a hunt to you? Yeah. Is that worth getting invited back because you're the McDonald's sausage McMuffin guy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's like an overlooked thing is like, you know, obviously getting a decoy spread, like a field decoy spread is expensive. Having a boat, you know, it's an expensive deal, but if you don't have all that, you don't have the dog, man, it, the food is the easy one, man, go get jerky. Everybody's right. going to nibble on jerky. If you bring it into a field, blind. right. Bring your, your deer summer sausage or whatever it is, yep. you know? Um, you, especially this goes especially for like the new guys that don't like you said they don't have the gear they don't have the experience they don't have the spots to even scout you know what i mean mm-hmm. um they don't have ways to contribute yeah it's an easy way yeah, to br- contribute. bring some food <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cheap and like again you'll be invited back i guarantee if you start bringing food around you'll start getting invited back people like that oh yeah definitely all right, next one I got is be the first one to help out. You know, be the first one to, when people are cleaning up, you know, like, you know, if you don't know what to do, ask. But as soon as you, like, are, you know, you know what to do or you see other people, like, picking up full bodies and this and that, like, you know, be the first one out there. Grab them, you know, hustle. Um, if, if people see that you're, like, hustling to set up and tear down and, and not, like, just going back to your truck and checking out or sitting, standing there looking at your phone and it's like this, I mean, it's a lot of work. Field hunts, anything, anything's a lot of work, you know, uh, especially field hunts though. It's like, be the guy that drags the jet sled, be the guy that carries the A-frame, you know, take that, take that load off of someone else. You know, it kind of goes back to the contribute, but this isn't, you know, more, more specific. Just be, be, uh, be there to, to help out any way you can, you know, be the, the guy who, if they don't have a dog, you're field hunting, volunteer to go get a bird and run out there and, and come back. So, um, yeah, just just don't be the guy that just sits there and watches and like that. If you're if you're not involved um, and you're not like good buddies with somebody, like there's just a slim chance getting getting part of that if you're not you know in, inserting yourself into the situation. Yeah, and like at the same time, we're talking about like buddies inviting buddies on hunts. It's not a guided hunt, like you know. I didn't. You're not paying me to do all the work for you. So if you're coming on a hunt, it's kind of expected that you pull your weight. Right. Right. So, yeah. I think I got one more thing on the contribute something, and that's fuel. Boats don't run on dreams. Trucks don't run on dreams. Like, you know, it does take fuel. Right. Yeah. Boats don't run off thank yous. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. All right. So the next one is uh, it's bound to happen. You're going to 50-50 a bird with somebody. And – you know, there are laws that you have to decide as soon as the bird hits the ground who shot it. Don't claim every 50 50 bird if it's not your hunt. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta sometimes you gotta let some 50 50 birds go in order to keep good graces with people. And that's all right. <laughs> Do you ever have people that like would prefer that the new guy takes the 50 50 bird? Um, I definitely. Yeah. So, like, when I'm diver hunting, like today, you know, like my goal 
you know, I sh- I've shot 18 cans, I think, this year already. So my goal is for someone else to shoot birds. Like, if I shoot mine, I'm happy to shoot my cans. But I'm definitely giving the person that hasn't shot one first off the first shot. And secondly, they're getting the 50-50s if there are some. Just because, you know, I, right. I, I've had my experience. I want to give it to other people. But I definitely think that's a big thing. And, like, that will upset people if you're the one that gets in a blind and every bird that falls out of the group is your bird and you're claiming everything. Like, that's an easy way to get people ticked. Yeah. What about uh, band claimers? Yeah, that's. I think that's that's that to the extreme is when you're like claiming all the bands and stuff, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. you didn't even shoot at the flock, and a band falls out. No, I shot at that one. Right. Yeah, you could go into a lot with bands. Like people have different groups have different different ways of deciding. I've heard things as crazy as like, excuse me, um, it's my hunt, so it's my band. Like, can you imagine being that selfish? No, no. <laughs> I can't either. No. So it's, uh, right. Yeah. At this point I would be more happy if someone else shot a band than me, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, and it's been a little bit, so don't get me wrong. I actually, I would be pretty excited if I shot a mallard and picked it up and there was a band on it. But, um, you know, there's, there's a certain list of people that, that I have in my mind that I would really hope that shoot a band, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So that's kind of, that's kind of that. Yeah, I do want to kind of dive into that a little deeper, though, because um, this isn't like the 50-50, but it's on the same thing with bird and bag limits and the law. Like, don't be, don't come to hunt and expect to not take any birds home. Like, one, it's illegal, and two, like, but there there are people who are like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gone on, like, I've gone on hunts, and I can think of this one situation in particular, a goose hunt, and the guy's like, hey, man, like, um, I got to do something after this. So like, I can't take any birds because I don't have time to clean them. So well, if you don't got time to clean them, don't hunt like 100%. You're not going to take your birds, like get out of here. You're never coming with me again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one is illegal. And two, it's just like, I mean, for me, I hunt and kill a lot of birds and eat a lot of birds. I'm not trying to take on someone else's load of eating their birds. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it like it's a negative thing. Cause it's a positive thing. I enjoy the process of being a good cook and being good at cooking wild game and being good at like the whole, the whole process. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to take someone else's load of birds as well. This is, this is, that's on you, man. Don't, don't even hunt if you don't expect to take the birds. Like, 100 percent i don't even know how else i can say it yeah and like especially like with how much you and i hunt you know it's pretty easy to knock on a possession limit pretty quickly and you have someone that ditches a a good hunt of birds on you like there's a possession limit right there you know right like we we, you just killed five geese and you're not going to take any of them yeah you're not like one like you're not going to clean them which takes time and also you don't even want the meat like what are you doing yeah like why are you hunting yeah i'd agree with that Uh, that that rubs me wrong like bad (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've I'm, seen it a lot. I've seen it. It's a problem. There shouldn't, I, like, it is really a problem in the waterfowl community. Yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of people who are like that. Like, one, like, just learn how to cook. Don't be lazy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, clean your own birds. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how you can consider yourself a hunter if, if you're not going to do that part of the hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you totally. And that's why I chase birds I like to eat. <laughs> right. Right. That's why I don't, you know, shoot any of those nasty divers. Yeah. Okay. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> just the nasty ones. I said, oh, just I like redheads. Ones. I like, you know, I've, I've never ate a canvas back, but I heard they're good. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. 
I don't really have the desire to shoot like a golden eye Buffy's. I'm going to get some hate for that one, but like Buffy, you know, Bergs, at least you save the fish, mm-hmm. but like, save the you know cow. what I mean? Like I'd, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather target and chase birds that I'm going to eat. Yep. Yeah. I'd agree with that. So generally speaking, I'd agree with that. Right. Yeah. Are, uh, would you consider bluebills and, and ringnecks? I haven't ate enough of them to know, so, like, are those... I think ringnecks are good, and I actually, like, most people I've given, like, a blind taste test to agree that ringnecks are good. Uh, bluebills are definitely, in my opinion, not the they're not the best. I mean, they're they're like a Buffy, in my opinion, in my experience. They're, Dude, this, they're a jerky bird. They're not a uh, roasted on Which the one's bird. Buffy's? Yeah. I, th- I think this is, we have, this is an idea, right? This is what we, we should do this. It's going to take some time. But we should take a breast from every diver and every puddler and vacuum seal them, get them, mm-hmm. and then we have like a whole – we can make a tier list after we blind test, taste all of them, tier list of divers and mallards. Divers and mallards. Divers and mallards. In mallards, S tier. No, just kidding. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm game for yeah. that. We'll give it a try. But. That's a good. That's a good idea. Well, that can be a future idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, last one I got is be be a part of the scout. So, um, it's you know uh, volunteer. You know volunteer if you know you're going to hunt a field. Volunteer to to scout it in the evening or the morning. You know um, if you don't have your own spots, like be like, hey, I can I can put eyes on this. If if you can't, you know if you got to work or you you got family stuff that night, um, be volunteer like during the week. You can text whoever's kind of like the the guy in your group that's there's always there's always a guy right that's in charge like, hey like if you need me to scout somewhere i can go because most times you got more than one spot and that guy can only be at one spot so um you know put in some work because one thing is for sure at least it should be um i'd call this like a cardinal sin too if <laughs> if you get sent to a spot and you scout it and you don't get invited yeah yeah that can be bad yeah so also if you and your buddy have a spot, this actually happened to me too. Um, and you guys talk about where to scout and say, Hey, you should go scout this. They find the birds and then you don't get invited. Like that is like, that's dirty. <laughs> yeah. Right. That is dirty. That happened one time. Yeah. Oh, I was pretty, I was pretty heated. Yeah, so that would, I uh, haven't let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would understand that. And like with the scout too, it's like, um, learn how to scout. If you're a new hunter, you got to learn your numbers, learn how to scout don't be the guy that saw five birds going into a hole and it's a, it's a feed. We're going to do great. And it's like, you feel like there's nothing there. I mean, like obviously sometimes yeah. stuff changes, but like learn how to scout, right. but definitely need to be on the scout. Right. And I, you know, I was guilty of that when I first started where I think I would over hype something and I wasn't even being honest to myself is the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you gotta be honest to yourself. You gotta be honest to whoever it is, you know? Um, and sometimes still you scout it and, and it doesn't all, come together but um yeah yeah definitely be a part of the scout and like you know we hunt a lot of the rivers and stuff here and we might have four guys out in boats scouting preseason, trying to find spots and then you just you, know, you figure out where the spots are at and you go but definitely a good way to get invited back on hunts and keep with the buddies is to have scouts right yeah i mean like i said if you are the guy that is finding the birds like you should be invited on the hunt. So that's kind of almost like a guaranteed way. Like, Hey, here's some birds. Let's go hunt them. You yeah. got a boat, you got decoys. I found some birds. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And then 
my last one is like kind of a kind of hard one to explain in my opinion, but it's like is knowing when it's someone else's hunt and then respecting it. So if you get invited on a hunt, like and they have a way that they want to set the decoys and we want to set the blinds like this, even if it's not what you'd consider to be the best way, you kind of just got to let it go. And like if they got a shot caller and that guy's calling shots, you know, it's not your hunt. You kind of just got to let it go. Right. It can be tough. I mean, because mm-hmm. we all have our opinions about what's the right way to do it or how we prefer to do it. Um, maybe the guy only wants to water swat, you know, uh, <laughs> or maybe he like he's sky busting, right? You don't have to shoot if yeah. it's too far. You can stand up and not shoot. Um, but you can't like just be like, hey, I'm going to shoot. You're not calling it. I'm going to shoot. Like mm-hmm. just if you don't like the way they hunt and it's their spots, you got to respect it. You don't have to hunt with them anymore. You don't have to say, yes, I'll come with you on this hunt. Yep. I mean, you can talk about it. You can be like, hey, uh, this is what I would do. I wouldn't do it like the first time you hunt, but get to be his buddy. And, and maybe he changes his mind or maybe he doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, and, and a good example of this is like uh, teal season last year when you first came out with us and we were struggling that opening morning a little bit, struggling, getting birds. And then you're like, if it was my hunt, we would go there. <laughs> and like, I mean, that's what we did. Like, you know, and there's ways around it, but you definitely like, if it's not your hunt, you kind of got to respect when someone else is like, nope, this is the way we're doing it. And if you don't agree right. with it, then right. you, you don't have to hunt with them again. But, like, it's definitely a way to feel it out. Right. Yeah. So, I honestly, I don't remember that. but <laughs> Oh, you don't? Uh, I, I, like, distinctly remember you being like, if this was my hunt, it, we would be <laughs> going that way. And we, like, looked at each other and were like, all right, well, screw it. Let's, let's try it. I mean, like. Did it, did it work out? Yeah, we shot a six-man limit. So, I'd say it worked. Well, yeah, we were already shooting some birds. They were just, I think they're a little. They're just a little far out. They weren't coming by that little island we were sitting on. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's what it was. And, like, you know, it's also, like, if you're a newer hunter, you got to, like, sit back. I shouldn't say, like, sit back. Sit back makes it sound like you're not doing anything. But you definitely have to take in the information that's uh, being presented to you and then, you know, do with it. If you're a little bit more experienced, then you can probably have a little bit more of an input, a little bit more of a respect on the input, too. Right, right. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think that's the end of our list yeah. for uh, being a good duck hunting buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be, don't, overall, just don't be, don't be mean to people. <laughs> Respect right. the spots. Well, yeah. Carry your load. Don't be mean. Be, be, be just enjoyable. Like, mm-hmm. be enjoyable to hunt with. Yeah. I think and, another uh, one I'd add is like taking a joke. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta take the blind banner. You gotta be able to handle the jokes. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Yep. Awesome. All right, folks. Well, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. Um, I, I will say, I will apologize. I feel like I have not been um, as regular. I was looking at it. I, I did pretty good through October, um, but you know, here lately, I haven't got as many podcasts out as I want. So um, we're going to jump back into it. I think Hunter's going to be a more regular face on the podcast. So we're both uh, excited about um, excited about that. So um, a lot of fun things in store for the future of the Duck Gun Podcast. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Always enjoy hearing your feedback. Feel free to reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram. Love hearing all the messages from you guys. Uh, I try to get back to, I, I, I know I don't hit them all, but I, I try to get back to as many people as I can. So um, guys, if you can do me a huge favor, the the goal of the podcast, the mission of the podcast is to be entertaining, um, is to help hunters out, we all need to improve, you know, from the, the least of us to the greatest of us. We all we all have to 
improve and be better duck hunters every day. You know, uh, as soon as you think that you're something, uh, duck hunting will humble you pretty quick. So <laughs> yes, yes, it will. <laughs> um, you know, and, and also the mission of the podcast is help out with conservation, um, any way we can. So, uh, guys, if you can spread the message, share with your buddies, let them know about the duck Gun podcast and that'll help us have a bigger and stronger voice in all those things. Um, that's all we got for today, guys. I'm Jordan from Duck and Chronicles and Hunter D. Roosevelt. And we'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs>